Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, I my I mom got three is, shows today. I, I know. Look at you. Like I said, <laughs> like Mr. Indie Man. <laughs> well, I'm so I uh, got re- or uh, McKee. I don't know if you you know McKee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he reached out to Adam and I, uh, and so I'm going to be doing a video with with him and Adam uh, for Ac- Action Network for the USFL. Oh hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. So. We'll be doing that at one o'clock with our betting picks. Nice. Yeah. So I didn't expect that. So yeah, so it'll be this, then the one o'clock, and then you and I tonight as the nightcap. Nice. There you go. Yeah. I just I need to get this in before uh before drill this weekend because I know Oh yeah. Yeah. More often than not I'm able to do it (laughs) if I'm in um uh the Camp San Luis Obispo because it's it's got Wi-Fi where we go. Oh, nice, yeah. But not uh, not where I'm going this weekend. It's nothing. Yeah. What's uh What's your? I don't remember what the army calls it, but what's your job? MOS. I'm in the band. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Cool. I've been in nice. the army band field since uh, since I joined. So. Nice MOS. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I, well, you guys call it a um. It's a rating. A rating. Or a, yeah, a rating. Yeah. So. Although. Yeah, a because your name. job and your rank are basically the same. Yeah, it's inter- they're intertwined. Yeah. Which is also different, but whatever. Yeah. Cuz you have your um like Bowman's assistant or whatever and that's part of right, your rank. Yeah. So. Um all righty, well since we're both high in demand, let's go ahead and get rolling then. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. Here we go. <clears throat> The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com and start sharing and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to coorslight.com slash SGP. That's coorslight.com slash SGP. GP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to another episode of the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. joining you for uh, a little NFL talk. I know that we've gone a little heavy on the USFL as of late, but that's just because it's the USFL and it's hot and it's fresh and it's it's happening right now. Uh, but yes, there is still the mammoth of all leagues going on. And now that we're entering the draft, it's, it's pretty much uh, a whole bunch of NFL talk, Cody. And, uh, you know, there, there's... Some stuff that's making me sad right now in the news with Debo Samuel, but uh, man, what the hell? I I don't understand. Why does he want out? It's not that he look. Here's the thing, right? And and we've seen it all over the place where good players just want to get paid. I mean, it, 
Yeah, but now now he's requested a trade. So because they're not look. Well, well give him a, give him time to work out the pay first. Come on, man. How many times <laughs> have you threatened to walk out the door? Like it's you know it, it's a tactic. I guess this is the ultimate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fine. Don't pay me. Trade me. Yeah. Fine. Show you know show me the money or show me the door. It's it's what is it? It's not show friends. It's show money. Exactly. So yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that'll be interesting to see where he lands. I've I seen a few different teams, traded. but uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I, I think the Niners are going to they're going to he's you know calling their bluff and and they can't let the best player walk out. Hopefully not for for their sake. I, I like him fantasy wise in San Francisco too, especially with Lance. I think the two of them, if they're going to play Lance, who knows what their deal is at quarterback still, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see, I guess. So many questions in San Francisco. It just It's exhausting being a San Francisco fan right now. <laughs> Speaking of USFL fantasy, I think, didn't we play each other this weekend? Uh, how did that turn out? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, I, You know what? Let me see. Uh, no, we didn't. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we did. And you, and you pretty much thoroughly took me to, to task. In, in your defense, all my USFL fantasy knowledge is from you. So <laughs> you taught me well. Thanks. I mean, look, it's a credit to me, right? I couldn't put together the roster that I wanted to, but uh, I'm glad you did because, yeah, it was – there was a lot of folks that didn't that did not produce that I really banked on producing. So it was just a wild weekend. Yeah, that's what makes that super exciting too. Is like with the NFL. I mean, obviously there's different guys every year that are going to produce that you don't see coming. But like for the most part, you know the basics of who's going to produce. And like with a league like this and its first year with the brand new players and stuff, it's like who knows who's going to show up. And we were kind of surprised by some of the people who did. So yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. I mean, but. it's crazy. But now we're here to talk some running backs. I love the running back position. The NFL is filled with talented running backs. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of these running backs, not just from a dynasty perspective, but from a redraft perspective, because it is never too early to start your homework on redraft. And the earlier you start uh, researching these guys, the better off you're going to be when your redraft league comes around. So we're going to do some early deep dives into the running back position uh, here for your redraft purposes. Uh, some of these names may sound absolutely like duh, bonehead, but we got to talk through some of these situations that they got going on here. And uh, we'll start by loading up three minutes on the clock, Cody, and begin in Tennessee with Derrick Henry, who, of course, everybody knows is the stud of all studs, 2,000-yard rusher, year in, year out, carries the ball so doggone much that there just seems to be no other running back in Tennessee that could ever take his place. But, Cody, that's got to wear on a player. <laughs> so my question is, how much longer can Derrick Henry be this stud? We saw him break down last year and get hurt. Uh, what are we in for in, in 2022, and where do we even take him? Well, <laughs> I think we did see the, the wear and tear catch up with him finally this past season. But now you basically have a season... I mean, an off season plus a half a season of him resting those legs and getting fresh again. So, I mean, it was good to see him come back from the injury and competing games. So he, he seems to be okay. He didn't produce a ton, but I mean, you wouldn't really expect much coming off an injury like that. So overall though, I think he's going to have pretty fresh legs and I think they're still going to rely on him to be the guy. He's been the guy. I mean, the dude's just a beast. He had a thousand yards in eight games last year. So uh, he was well on, on, on his way to being another 2,000-yard rusher. I love Henry for redraft. Uh, I mean, obviously in Dynasty, he's getting up there in age. I actually just traded for him 
in one of my dynasty leagues because I feel like I have a chance to make a run for it this year. And, and so I felt like I could trade some future assets to to rely on him for this season, even though he won't be worth much after that. So I'm big on Henry. I think he should be one of the top running backs on the board. Probably not number one. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be the the consensus number one probably, and for good reason. But I think Henry's still up there in the mix and should be a top running back in redraft. I I mean, I love Henry. I do. It, but it, the problem is that when you rely on a guy to carry the ball over 300 times, right? I mean, it just it's not it's not sustainable for a, any length of time. So I'm I'm scared. And I know that they're like, well, don't ever throw the injury tag as like a end-all, be-all. But by the same token, it's like, look, man, you give the guy the ball 378 times the year before, it's no surprise that he's going to shut down the next year because the guy's tired. I know off-season conditioning is what it is, but, you know, you're not getting any younger either. So, yeah, of course, he is a high talent, but um, I don't know, man. Kind of, this is one of those situations where, a really wily vet could turn around and bite you in the butt. I'm not saying stay away from Derek, but don't reach, you know. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's there. there is definitely big risk. This is a high risk, high reward one because it could hurt you because you're going to have to take him high or he could be the best running back again in fantasy. Even though, you know, two years ago we thought, oh, he's pretty hard. You're getting old. He's not going to do it. And then last year it was like, oh, he's not going to do it. And then he was doing it. Granted, he got hurt, but. And for the injury part, I mean, he's been one of the toughest, less injured players so far. I mean, he had no issues throughout his career. He, he wasn't ever missing games. And then, I mean, you know, a broken bone happens, but it's not like he's pulling a hamstring every two weeks and only being on the field half the time. So, yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about just the sheer iron manicity of Derrick Henry. So, um, yeah, like I said, I love him. And if he falls in the right spot, I- I'm going to take him. Uh, but there are other running backs that I, I feel like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get. I don't know. It's weird because I, I feel I feel like his injury just gives me pause enough pause to where I'm like maybe maybe not. You know. Well, and it seems like I mean in the past it seems like the top couple running backs have been like yes this guy's going one two three like these guys. Now it's like, man Henry could be up there McCaffrey. Could he have another good season? I mean, you got Jonathan Taylor just came off his great season. The next guy we're going to talk about I love. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of probably maybe could be's, but not as much of the sure thing, even though last season the sure things weren't the sure things. But it, it going into the season this year, it, we don't have the same set. Okay, these are the guys like we've had in the past, I don't, in my opinion anyways. Well, you talk about the next guy, and the next guy is Najee Harris. And his situation, this is this is why we talk about these guys, is because uh, we spent a little bit of time a few weeks ago talking about new new players in new situations. And Mitch Trubisky, obviously one of those new guys in a new situation over there in Pittsburgh. Uh, and now you wonder if Najee Harris gets an upgrade at his position. I mean, not, we all know Ben is is the classic Ben, right? But he was starting to wane in his older age. So now you get Mitch Trubisky in the mix. Is this good for Najee? And does this boost up his actual value, especially in redraft? And where are we even thinking about landing him in redraft? I think it's great for Najee. Yes, Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yes, he was great. But the Roethlisberger that's been on the field the last couple of years is not the same one we've had in the past. 
He wasn't, uh, he was just getting old. He was starting to lose it. I never understood the hate for Trubisky. I think he was in kind of a crappy situation. I'm pretty sure he still had a winning record. He produced on the field. So I, I think that the Steelers offense has been upgraded at the quarterback position. Again, nothing against Big Ben. It's just his time had come, you know. And, and I think that, I mean, their coach is just so good. He always finds ways to win. He knows what he's doing. Najee proved. I mean, he, he was the number four overall running back last year. Uh, 1,200 yards. He had 94 targets. Uh, he got 74 of those. Uh, seven rushing touchdowns. Three receiving touchdowns. I think he's going to be even better this year. And I think he could be the number one running back by the end of the season. I just I think that offense is going to be explosive. And I mean, you got Fryermuth, you got Deontay Johnson. They've got good pieces. I think Trubisky could be that thing that kind of pushes them even more into the picture than they already were with the struggling quarterback play. And that's only going to help Najee. And dude's a beast. I mean, we saw it at Alabama. We saw it last year. He's good. And I think he's going to be even better this year. 1,200 yards in his rookie year, seven touchdowns. Yeah, that's that's good. And so here's what it does for, uh, I think, the Trubisky ad, what it does for Najee. You know, you look at Ben Roethlisberger's average yards per attempt last season, 6.2 yards. That, that I mean, Trubisky's going to gonna throw a little bit deeper than that, I, I'm sure. Uh, and that's going to at least tell the defenses that they can't necessarily stack the box and expect a run because we know that Ben can't get the ball out to his receivers. Yeah, and that might take away some of the checkdowns that he got last year, but it's also going to open up the field and allow for him to be able to run more. So I think it'll be an even trade in that aspect. And I think the offense will just be better overall. And, you know, a better offense is going to lead to more production from the big players. And and he's one of the key players. Yep, He's going to be one of the key players for a long time to come. I mean, like I said, 1,200 yards as a rookie is, is a pretty good number and good solid thing to build on. And he's got the talent to continue to do so. And, you know, if Trubisky does improve this offense, he improves right along with it and could be one of those steals that people forget about because maybe they're underselling Mitch Trubisky in this. Absolutely, yep. Yeah, I love Najee wherever you can get him, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you can find a way to get him in Dynasty, too, for sure, uh, try yeah, to grab on. Time. Yeah, if you if you have a struggling franchise that's got Najee and they wanna, they're trying to build... Uh, and they're they're wanting to sell some some key pieces. That's one to look at. Uh, all right, we turn around to Denver and Javante Williams, who you know one of those running backs last year that kind of came on, uh, finished the year with 903 yards in a Denver offense that just did not impress me much at all, uh, and it, I really impressed anybody. Uh, but to still have 903 yards, four touchdowns on 203 carries in, in a split backfield too, right, with Melvin Gordon. Uh, but Javante emerged as as one of the key leaders in that offense in his rookie year. So we talk about uh, rookies that, that impressed. He was definitely one of them. So now he steps into a situation where he's got a new quarterback. Um, so really, what does this do for Javante Williams' is, is, uh, value overall and especially in a redraft as we see Russ <laughs> take the ball. And we know he works well with run back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, what does this do for Javante Williams? Have we figured out where Melvin Gordon's going yet? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. That's just, it's so key in the answer to this. Because 
if Gordon comes back, it's going to take away a little because I think they were basically even in all their stats last year. Like it was a true split. Now you've got a new head coach. That's going to change things. Obviously, Russ coming in there. I mean, I, I think that this offense is going to be explosive. You look at the division, and all four of those teams have crazy good offenses. So I think that we're going to see just massive shootout games in all these AFC West competitions. So that's a bunch of games that you're going to get high scores and get a lot of chances. So even if Gordon comes back, I do think it takes away a little bit. But I think Williams has proven that he can be the guy. And I think the workload that he had last year, while it was good, I think he could handle a lot more. And so I'm kind of hoping that Gordon goes somewhere else just to make it his own backfield. But we saw in Green Bay how they used two running backs with Aaron Jones and with Dylan, and they made it work that way. So maybe we'll see something like that with the with it being the Green Bay offensive coordinator that's the head coach now. But I love Williams. I mean, he showed nothing but promise. He was explosive. He was good. And, yeah, just Gordon is the only thing that kind of holds you up a little bit. But I still think he's going to have a great season. And I think even if Gordon stays, he's going to get more of the share than he did last year. Well, and you got to figure that defenses are actually going to respect Russell Wilson. Like, that that's really what I, we talked about it with uh, Najee as far as they defenses. They Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Teddy, look, Teddy did what Teddy did. I mean, we can't we can't take away that Teddy Bridgewater had a sufficient enough uh, right. kind of overall. <laughs> but he's arc. not Russ. That's but he's not Russ, and people exactly. will know that. Yeah, people will be able to respect that a little more, and I think. Well, that's, that's the same thing we just talked about with Pittsburgh, where it's going to open the field up more. You're going to have a better offense. They're going to have to respect the pass more, the deep game more, and I think that's going to open up more in the middle for the running game. Yeah. So pay attention though in your leagues because a lot of times if you're listening to this podcast or any any other podcasts out there, you're trying to win. Where if other people in your league are not doing the same, uh, they may pass on a guy like Javante Williams because the passive fans don't necessarily pay attention to, to offenses like Denver. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's crazy the amount of people who do almost no research or they just go off what the board in front of them says and they don't have their own opinions on things really, or, or just repeat what they heard on ESPN, which isn't the best place to get fantasy advice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously keep an eye on the Gordon situation, but either way, uh, I think his value is up dramatically this year. And if Gordon is gone, then I mean, he could be a top five running back in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you could probably get him in the second round for cheap, depending on, you know, who's paying yeah. attention in your league. Uh, exactly. A name that will probably go off the board maybe earlier than I'm comfortable with. And again, right, we're talking about with Derrick Henry. We know that this guy is full of talent. We know that he absolutely dominates when he's on the field. But unfortunately, there's so much confusion around him. And not just, you know, in, in that, but the quarterback situation in New Orleans is not what I enjoy. But Alvin Kamara. Right, I mean, we we wouldn't even be talking about this guy. He'd just be a no-brainer, right? No-brainer, first two pick, first three pick in the draft. But last season was tough for Kamara because uh, he didn't have the type of, of output that he was used to having. Eight hundred and uh, ninety-eight yards on two hundred forty carries. Most running backs, that's a great stat line, but for Kamara, not necessarily what you're looking for. Uh, f- only 47 receptions, the lowest amount of his season for 439 yards uh, as well. 
But that was because that whole quarterback situation over there in New Orleans, again, was messed up. And it, in my opinion, hasn't improved. So, look, the no-brainer folks say Kamara is it. He's legit. Don't doubt Kamara. But I'm casting doubt on Kamara. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. This is a I'm in a situation here. He's been my keeper in in my one one keeper league that I'm in the last few years, and now I got to decide if I want to keep him or move on. And like, there's a looming suspension possibly too. I mean, he beat the crap out of that guy at the Pro Bowl in Vegas. I mean, if if you saw pictures of that guy, he was pretty messed up. So, I mean, the NFL has been super inconsistent with penalties uh, before. I mean, broke his kid's leg and missed like half a game or something. So. Who knows what they're going to do? Uh, he could be suspended two games. He could be suspended six games. He might not miss any games. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, New Orleans is still there. I mean, their offense is kind of up in the air. Is Michael Thomas coming back? Is he not? Jameis is going to be the quarterback. And, and I mean, he was the quarterback last year, but only part of the season because he got hurt. But he's also not one that checks down to the running backs as much as like a Drew Brees did. So I'm leaning more towards I'm out on Kamara more than in on him. And because of his name, because of his – he's and again, we talked about this before in fantasy football where certain names, just for whatever reason, either hold a bunch of weight or don't. And I think he's one that holds a bunch of weight, and he's probably going to get overdrafted. If he slides you know, into the second round or something, probably grab him and get good value there. But I have a feeling he's going to be overdrafted, and it's probably better to go with a more sure thing or somebody that has maybe a little more upside than than an aging Camaro. I feel like zero RB is built around guys like Camara, right? Who uh, you if you draft him, yes, and he booms, perfect. But if he's like a Christian McCaffrey and you draft him high and he busts, then you should have waited four rounds for you know a guy like Najee Harris last season, who not a lot of people were taking in the first first round. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, with every player, I mean anybody could get hurt or whatever reason you know could be off your team but there's certain guys that just carry more risk and i think he's going to be one of them that carries a lot more risk he's got a high reward side but the risk is so high especially in redraft where you're trying to win this year i mean in dynasty it's it's a little bit different because you can look at, at future years and stuff like that when you're looking to win this year if you throw all your eggs in that camara basket up high at, at the five six six pick and he doesn't play or he doesn't play well then your your ship's kind of sunk from the beginning. Turns into rotten eggs is what it turns into. Exactly. Uh, talking about injury, we talk about the next guy on our list, and that's Cam Akers, who, of course, you know, great story, right? A great story to come on and to to come back from that injury and just actually uh, uh, be the kind of running back that he could be. Uh, but then, you know, twenty twenty one, nothing. <laughs> so now. It, it, it with Daryl Henderson there, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure what this does to us. It was a good, it, like I said, it was a good story for him to come back and and do what he did. But is this enough going forward to trust him in 2022, especially in redraft, especially as high a price as some people are going to want to pay for him? Man, this is a tough one. I was the biggest Camara or biggest Acres supporter going into last season, like. I was so high on him. I had like 35 best ball teams that I had him on, and then he got hurt, and they were all sunk from the beginning. But uh, oh, I'm so torn on this one because 
I feel like he's super, super talented and he could be really great. But is this a Saquon Barkley type of thing where, yeah, the potential's there, but he gets hurt all the time or so? I mean, again, with the injury tag thing, I don't really like to apply that, but you never know with these guys. And I mean, again, like we talked about with Henry, maybe he's had enough time to rest and his legs are rejuvenated. Yeah, he came back for the playoffs. And they still relied on him quite a bit, even though he wasn't very productive. They did trust him and give him the ball. I, I don't think Sony Michelle has re-signed, so it's just Henderson at this point that's with him. I think that offense is still going to be explosive. I mean, they seem to be loading up for another run. So it's it's it, this is a really this is probably the hardest one on the sheet because I really really want to believe in him because I did last year. I have him in our SGPN dynasty team, and I'm hoping that he. Uh, that he shows up, but mm, I'm just so torn because I think he could, he's very big boomer bust. I think he could be one of the top running backs or we could not hear much from him and we could hear a lot more from Henderson. So, well, so you talked about coming back in the playoffs and them leaning on him. They did. I mean, they gave him, they gave him 17 rushes against Arizona, 24 against Tampa, and then kind of tamped him down a little bit against uh, the Niners and, and then the Super Bowl with only 13 carries a piece. And, I mean, look, we, we saw him about two and a half yards a carry in the playoffs. So, yes, of course he was coming back from an injury, so we can't necessarily say that it's not and from that a, I mean, a massive an injury. injury. A massive injury. That's the thing, too. Like, And that's so hard because we've seen in the past where guys can't come back from that, but now you have you know guys like Foreman who played for Tennessee last year that looked really good after having like eight of those. So <laughs> who knows, you know? I medicine and science is so different now that that doesn't necessarily i mean before we would have just discarded him and said there's no chance he comes back but i mean you saw the super fast recovery he was back on the field like that's what gives me so much hope that he probably can still be good and i think he's going to be a little bit undervalued because there is so much worry on there and so i think he's going to drop a little bit maybe towards the end of the first into the second so i think if you can get him there i think it's going to be worth a shot because i think being in that offense, being what we've seen from him, the potential, I think it could be there. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're probably a gambler anyways, and you'd like to take risks. So Cam Akers yeah, probably a good a, risk for you to yeah. take back it's into the... It's a big the, gamble, but it could pay off big time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at back into the first, uh, beginning of the second round, good value there to be had. Uh, so yeah, I mean... Take a chance on him and bet. All right, five down, five to go. When we come back, we're going to break down five more of your running backs for redraft. But before we do, let's talk about win bet. Make sure to get down on the win bets. $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, win bet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1 thousand dollars and of course don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the wins build your own bet feature so much to choose from and all you got to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 it is a hectic time of year. So much football going on, so much baseball, so much sports, weddings, graduations. Oh, yeah, the rest of life is still going on. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes 
you forget to take a second for yourself. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you, yes, you, deserve a beer that is made to chill. If you're like me, you probably feel like you're always on. You got work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues all over Twitter and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn it all off and hit the reset button. That is when you reach for Coors Light because it is literally made to chill. Man, when I crack open a nice Coors Light, it's just perfect. It, I, you know, I take inspiration from above and and when do I need to chill the most and what does I need to do to just chill out and veg? Well, that's when I crack open that Coors Light. It is absolutely perfect for that. Plus, the can itself tells me when it's cold. It turns blue, and I know that it's ready to drink. So when I need a second for myself, I reach for the beer that is literally made to chill. Go get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We are brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and apigens to get you started and get your day started right. Special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Plus, it costs you less than $3 a day. You are investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know, I'm sure you didn't, that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well be giving away your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and all kinds of other prying eyes. That is why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting one 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It is literally that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on your speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you got to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. So stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today. With the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Coming back to you with five more running backs to break down 
These five get a little more tricky. I, I know that we stumped Cody a couple of times on the one because he <laughs> he was he was making some pretty uh pretty mean faces over there about trying to figure out which what to do with these running backs. But these five may even be a little more trickier as we head down the list. Uh, so buckle in, Cody, because got some tough questions for you coming up now. One of these five I'm absolutely in love with, but uh, oh, good. I don't know about the other four. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. See, let's let's rope it up. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, now with the newly minted Washington Commanders, comes in as next on our list. And and I bring his name up because uh, we saw great things from Antonio Gibson uh, last season, and and we saw him turn in a, a thousand yard season for him, which was you know spectacular. Got a lot of work. Two hundred fifty eight carries. Uh, did a little work in the receiving game, not as much, and, and probably just stabilized there. Uh, but now he's heading into a situation where he's got a new quarterback and they've got an entirely new look to them. Um, and really, how much does Antonio Gibson factor into the future of the Washington Commanders now? And can we trust as a fantasy running back on our roster going forward? Uh, I take it this isn't the one that you like the most, uh, but with Carson Wentz, now at quarterback, what do we do with Antonio Gibson? This whole franchise is just like a shit show, man. I, from the ownership all the way down, like I love Ron Rivera, but like, I mean, you, you got a new quarterback. It's Carson Wentz. His last two teams couldn't get rid of him fast enough. The Colts traded a bunch of stuff for him in one year, and they're like, oh, screw this. Take him, please. Just, just take him from us. So I don't know. Just. I don't trust anything on this team, I think is the problem. Now you got McLaurin is also holding out. Uh, who knows where that's going to go? Uh, he was the number 10 overall running back last year in, in half point PPR. But if you look at, he wasn't super consistent. I, I mean, in half point PPR, he had five games under eight points total. And in full point, he had six games under 10 points. So, and maybe maybe it's because I got burned by him. It felt like he was super hyped up going into last year. But and, and then McKissick is coming back. He originally was going to go to Buffalo. Then he flipped and changed his mind. He's going to come back. I think he takes away a decent bit from Gibson. I, I don't know. He's another one I, I was higher on going into last season, but he just seems too inconsistent for me. I mean, the full body of work is there, and he had some great games. But overall, it a lot of weeks he hurts you and you need, you need guys that are going to be more consistent to help you win every week and get you there. Well, and what's crazy is that, you know, you see what Carson Wentz had last year, right? I mean, he had the league's best running back behind him last year and he, he doesn't have that this year. So, I mean, is, can Antonio Gibson, can he be that solid running back for Wentz? Yeah. And I mean, we've seen from Wentz in the past, he had an almost MVP season, and he probably would have been the MVP had he not got hurt in Philadelphia. Then he kind of got shuffled out of there quicker than you would have thought, and maybe things just didn't gel in Indy, even though he was with his old offensive coordinator. I don't know. It just seems to me at this point like he's such damaged goods that I don't know. I I probably would have kept Tyler Heineken over him, but Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to call him. Yeah, Heineken. oh no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 he's one of those guys where if he falls to me at the right spot, I, I him, but I may, I may take a receiver. There's, there's going to be so many more guys on my list that I'm going to want before him where, where he goes. I, I, I don't see myself taking Gibson in any redraft this year, to be honest. I, 
it's just the floor is not there. I, I don't know. He just he's been he's too inconsistent for my liking. I, like you were about to say, I'd probably take a, quite a few wide receivers before I would take him. Well, I tell you one guy I'm not taking this year. <laughs> and and that's <laughs> it's just I don't care where he falls, I don't care the value. I I just can't have any part of Saquon Barkley this year. And it's sad to say because Saquon Barkley, especially coming out of that 2018 rookie season where he had 1300 yards, he was a beast, right? 721 receiving yards that year. But boy, how the mighty have fallen over the years. And of course, that injury last year just really, and the year before, really just took him out of the game almost completely. And I think we may have seen Saquon Barkley's best years behind him. And there's a lot of people that are going to tell me I'm stupid for that because he's still so young and he's still so talented. But I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he can put it back together again. Yeah. Man, I just yesterday, shout out to my buddies, uh, Chuck and Chris, we just had this conversation yesterday because that graphic was floating around of everything that New Orleans traded to get uh, Ricky Williams back in, I think it was 99 season. And we're like, wow, you just don't, you wouldn't trade that much for running backs or pick running backs high. And then we're like, well, who's the last running back that was taken high? And then we realized it was Barkley a couple of years ago. And like, what a massive bust that's been for where he was picked just because he's been not that good. And like you said, we saw it right away. And then just ever since, he's just burned you more than anything. So he's he's going to be a pass for me. I mean, I, I would take somebody like Elliott, who's fallen all the way to the fourth round and a lot of ADPs before Saquon. I, I'm going to take wide receivers. Uh, I, I'm out on Saquon. I think the potential is there. He could be great. But I'm not going to throw all my eggs in a redraft basket in on, on the Barkley train. I mean, you could say, yeah, he's in a contract year. He needs to prove himself. You got Dayball coming over. Some people think he's a magician, so we'll see. But I, like you, I'm out on Saquon. I He's shown us more than he hasn't that he can't do it. And even though the flash in the pan we saw was great, I think that might be all it is, is, is a flash in the pan. Well, and that Giants offense does not have any sort of, of allure to me whatsoever at all. So, I mean, if there's if there's a full <laughs> fade of, a, I mean, on our NASCAR show, we talk about full fade of, of Denny Hamlin. I mean, this is like a, a full fade of the Giants offense for me. Yeah, I there is nothing on that team I like. I, I will fully pass on any and all Giants. I mean, go ahead and let somebody else hit the name recognition button and you know I, yeah I, and i mean maybe you'll get lucky but i don't think again it's a risk versus reward thing and i think the risk is much 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 higher than the reward is you know maybe if you can pick him up cheap in a dynasty or something maybe he has a good season gets another contract go somewhere else or something worth a shot maybe but in redraft I, I'm out on Barkley. Somebody in your league is going to take him in the first round because they recognize his name. Yeah. Just yeah, don't be that person. Yeah, that, and that's where it's like, please, it, you know, take him. You can have him. I'll take somebody else that, that I know I'm going to get something from. Well, I'll take the next guy on the list over Saquon Barkley, and that's Josh Jacobs. Uh, because, look, I had Josh Jacobs going into last season as a 1,000-yard rusher and and one of the most – one of the key guys – on that Las Vegas Raiders offense. And I still think to this day he's going to be that last year, even though we didn't necessarily see it play out. Uh, obviously, Kenyon Drake kind of came in there and stole a little bit of the thunder. Uh, the, the Raiders offense was a little less 
efficient than I anticipated it to be. And obviously, uh, you know, him missing a couple of games, Jacobs kind of took him out of the running for a thousand yards. But I think he's got the, the the goods. I really do. And I think he's a solid running back that I that Las Vegas needs to lean on some more. Nothing has changed really in his situation at all. Plus, he gets Devontae Adams now, which is going to stretch the field and give him an opportunity to run the ball, I think, a little more because now the defenses can't crowd around the line of scrimmage. So, for me, like, I'm all in on Josh Jacobs this year. You found the guy I love, Rod. <laughs> also have him in the uh, SGPN Dynasty League. I, dude, I love Jacobs. I, I'm just going to totally throw out last year. I mean, the coach gets fired early in the season. Henry Ruggs gets arrested and, and taken off the team. You got the special teams coach, and he did a wonderful job. He got him to the playoffs. But just everything was kind of awry. Now you bring in Devontae Adams, who's going to open it up big. You bring in Josh McDaniels as the head coach. Yeah, he didn't have a ton of success before, but as a Patriots fan, I've seen what he's been able to do, especially with running backs. Uh, I mean, you got Adams to go deep. You got Renfro over the middle. You got Waller over the middle. That's going to open that offense up, and they're going to use Jacobs plenty. Again, the AFC West... It's going to be four teams that are going to be in shootout games all the time, I think. And I love Jacobs again for that reason as well. I, I mean, he's been productive in the past, and he's a good running back. He, he's still kind of on the younger side. But I, I think this is going to be a very explosive offense. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. He just got extended. Uh, he's the longest tenured quarterback in the AFC now. That's such a weird thing to say, but... He's, he is a good quarterback. He's not the most flashy guy or puts up the biggest numbers, but he's a good, solid quarterback. It's a good team. They were in the playoffs last year. Their offense has been tremendously upgraded. I love the coaching hire. I think everything goes in, and I'm big on Jacobs this year. And, yeah, sign me up. I will take him. You know, Derek Carr is a 4,000-yard quarterback. Like, I, And, and I, he just doesn't get the kind of respect that, he, that a 4,000-yard quarterback yeah. should get. Yeah, it's, and it's he's weird. actually in that. SGP and dynasty league. He's it's a super flex and he's one of my quarterbacks and I got him for so cheap. And for the production I get, yeah, he's not Herbert or, or Allen or Jackson, but he's very solid and he gives you numbers every week. He's going to throw the ball plenty. He's going to get the yards. He's going to get the, the touchdowns. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on this Raiders team this year. So I, I love all of those skill position guys for fantasy. There's a lot of guys that downplay the connection between uh, Devontae Adams and, and Derek Carr going into the Raiders. And I don't know that... I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to rekindle exactly what they had in college, but that kind of connection doesn't go away overnight. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's been a few years since they played together, but look at guys like Burrow and Chase. I mean, they have that connection. They played together. Those guys learned football together. They learned big-time football in college together. They played together. They know each other. They're friends. I mean, it all worked out to get back together. I think it's going to be, and again, McDaniels is a great offensive mind. I think that team is going to be firing on all cylinders in that loaded division where it's going to be shootout games. So, yeah, sign sign me up for the Raiders. Sign me up for Josh Jacobs. I concur as well because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There's just never enough things to gamble on because we're talking about gambling on the Raiders. <laughs> that, my friend, should tell you something. 
But the one thing and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And the best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stables, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with just one entry. If you're like me, don't know anything about the horses, don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. It's free to download at StableDuel.com, and multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly. It tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, start building your stables today. Go invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So go download it now at StableDuel.com. See how many winners you can pick in your stable. We'll see you in the winner's circle, play, race, win. As always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is where America buys and sells sports bets. The NBA playoffs are set, and PropSwap is where bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams and then sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by selling and buying and selling and buying and selling again. Championship futures all playoffs long. It allows you to win over and over again without your team even lifting the trophy. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale. You get a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and more importantly, a first deposit cash match. Use that promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. So join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Moving on, Cody, to a couple of uh, running backs who are coming off of injury, and as we know, more often than not in redraft, when guys come off of injury, they're sort of not front of mind anymore. So you can almost steal these guys if your league hasn't been paying attention to to things going on. I know there's a lot of casual leagues out there. You and I, Cody, we talk about leagues, but we're in leagues where it's cutthroat, <laughs> where people literally sit and, and listen to these shows and read their own research. Uh, but there are folks that play in, in fun leagues. <laughs> So one of these uh, one of these guys that could be available in this league is J.K. Dobbins coming back for Baltimore. Uh, you know, had a good rookie season in 2020, 805 yards on 134 carries, nine touchdowns, really promising in that department. Cut down in the preseason with an injury, but now set to come back uh, for another run at the Baltimore triple option offense. So, Cody, I mean... I love. I like J.K. Dobbins. I really do. I know that some people will say that being in Baltimore kind of takes away from your rushing upside, but I think J.K. Dobbins can push through that this season and be a good running back again. Yeah, I and that's actually what I wrote down was he seems to be a forgotten guy. I think because he got hurt before the season last year, he just kind of falls out of everyone's minds and they don't really think about him. I think there is that stigma too with Baltimore, like, oh, you're kind of hamstrung. I think that offense is going to be very productive. Uh, I think that, I mean, they don't have a bunch of over-the-top receivers, so I think they're going to re rely more on the running game and the option stuff. And, and I think Jackson is going to be back and have a better season than last year as well. I love Dobbins. Uh, he's young. We saw flashes back in 2022 or back in 2020 when he played. He was an elite top running back, but he, he was solid. Um, yeah, I'm in on him. I 
I think he's going to fall enough that you're going to be able to snag him uh, in a good spot. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Like w- with these guys, they all just run the ball. That's it's really all there is to it. And uh, you look at the 2020 season. What do they have? Three thousand yards rushing <laughs> as a team. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's so many rush yards there to take, and he's going to be the main guy. He, he's their number one. He's going to be the guy they give it to the most. And we even saw from Lamar a little bit last year. I think they tried to have him run a little bit less even though they lost 47 running backs before the season. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I think they're going to rely a little more on, on Dobbins handing the ball off to him and establishing the run with the actual running backs. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, when you when you talk about guys that uh, are getting passed over because people don't remember their name, uh, especially in casual leagues, J.K. Dobbins is exactly that guy because he came on the first we talked about. He came on and everybody knew his name. But then he got hurt, and and all of a sudden it just stopped. People were like, okay, well, we don't remember J.K. Dobbins because we didn't hear his name every single week heading into the offseason. So, you know. Well, and then, I mean, not only that, so like he was out the entire season, he didn't come back at all. So he didn't like Akers came back. So he kind of got his name in there. Henry played some of the season. Dobbins was just out and done. Well, and then there was that guy. I can't even remember his name at this point, but everybody was high on him. Like, take him. He's going to be good. And he was good for a couple games. And then he, like, fell off the face of the earth and I think they caught him or something and it was like okay Baltimore running backs don't trust them so I think that all plays into a more casual fans thoughts of I'm just going to stay away from that situation because it burned me last year or it didn't perform well last year so I I know a lot of folks are on the Gus bus still you know with Gus Edwards uh him being there kind of cut into uh, what they perceived as J.K. Dobbins, especially in the preseason. You know, there was a lot of fight between whether or not it was going to be Gus Edwards Man, or, or J.K. Dobbins. best ball teams were Cam Akers and Gus Edwards. <laughs> they went down in flames before the season started. God. Uh, <laughs> Justice Hill and Tyson Williams were a couple of yeah, the guys. Yeah, Tyson Williams. He uh, was the one. Those are the guys that were really uh, eating into it. But I think J.K. Dobbins reestablishes himself in that Baltimore backfield, and if you can find him uh, for a decent price, I would definitely. And we even it. saw. I mean, they brought in a guy like, was it Don? Uh, who did they bring in? For, was it Foreman or Freeman? It was Devontae Freeman. Freeman Devontae right? Freeman. And he was decent enough. I mean, he wasn't anything great, but for an old like just stuck in there to plug the hole running back, he, he performed okay. So I think if you get the guy that knows the offense that's been around, that's young, that's got super fresh legs. Again, took an entire season off. You could argue the rust factor a little, but those guys take a hell of a beating. So if he's got a whole extra season where he was able. To, to rest and recover and then train and be ready to go. Those are some very fresh legs, comparatively speaking to guys that just grinded it out with 17, 18, 19 games last season. Yep, and he's still young. That, that's really what it's all about, too. Uh, so speaking of still young, we barely knew Travis Ken before he went down with injury and could not play the season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but, the, I mean, look, the, the ink wasn't even dry on James Robinson yet as far as what he could do but now Travis Etienne comes back but still James Robinson is in the mix so this is one of those situations this is a tough one this isn't necessarily one that's I think cut and dry uh as as most people think because I know Travis Etienne is a talent I know that he's definitely worthy enough of being a running back one but so is James Robinson and and to have two running back ones in the backfield which if if either I mean we're talking about Etienne for the the sake of this show but like again, this is somebody people forgot about, didn't even know, to be honest with you. So, uh, 
where do we value him going into the 2022 season? I love that you put these two guys together last on the sheet. Totally unplanned. But again, those guys, I had a conversation with them. I think it was last week. We talked about these two guys. Who would have a better season? Who did we believe in more? And I took the Dobbins side of it, and they were both on the ETN side of it. So there definitely is you know, torn between it. I like Dobbins more than ETN. I think he's the established number one. I think he's the guy. I think we know what to expect from that offense. ETN, again, it's kind of all up in the air. Robinson, is he going to be back fully healthy? Are they going to go with him? It's a new coaching staff. Are they going to come in and be like, they took this guy at the end of the first round? What's the, why? You know, I mean, we don't know how they're going to look at him. We don't know anything about any of that. I think Peterson in the past has gone more with two running backs kind of splitting things. So I could see that more. But again, ETN is going to be one of those guys that nobody even remembers. He's never played in the NFL. He came in, he was hyped. He was a first round pick or was he first round or early second? Either way, he was a very high pick. And so, but then he never played. He, he was hurt before the season. He was gone. He was out of the picture. Robinson had a good season until he got hurt. So I think he's going to fall. And if he falls far enough, I think he's definitely worth a shot because like we talked about last week with uh, Trevor Lawrence and the dynasty show, I think that that Jacksonville offense is going to be more productive. Uh, the wide receivers, uh, they made some big money signings. I don't know necessarily big name or big production signings, but we'll see. I, I think it's going to be more productive. But uh, again, if you're comparing the two, I like Dobbins better, but ETN could be worth a shot. I, I'm just not fully sold on. I don't know that he's going to be the guy. I'm just scared. Yeah. I mean, James Robinson, to me, I, I don't understand. I never understood the hate. I mean, you know, thousand yard yeah, receiver. I and and that's all why I sudden, didn't understand when they even drafted ETN last year. It was like, and again, Urban Meyer, we talked about that last week too, but just a shit show there. But it's like you had this guy that you got super cheap because he was undrafted, I'm pretty sure. And it's like he performed well. He can be your running back one. He can carry the load. Let's put some other pieces around this team. Why are you drafting another running back that I mean, high? I, I didn't understand that. And then there was the toss-up, and then obviously he got hurt, and so it was Robinson. And Robinson proved again. He could carry the load on a bad team. So if they get any better, imagine what he could do, you know? So I don't know. I'm torn there. And again, the new coaching staff, who knows which way they're going to lean and which guy they're going to roll with. We could see it be the Robinson show and ETN's hardly there, or we could see it be the ETN show and Robinson's hardly there. It could be an equal split like uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon last year. Who knows? Uh, that's the thing. There's, again, so much unknown there. There's a possibility you could even get both of them, to be honest with you. I mean, there, yeah, there's a That's there's what a I'm situation. saying. Yeah, it could easily be that Gordon Williams split down the middle where they each get the exact same amount of carries, exact same amount of yards. And in that case, you're I mean, you're getting production, but not top running back production for sure. It's going to be crazy. I mean, we still got how long until the season starts? So <laughs> we'll we'll see that all shape up as well. But uh, Cody, thanks for joining the show, man. It's always a blast to have you on this side of the fence as well. So why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep. Thanks for having me back uh, again on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. I got a bunch of NASCAR stuff coming this weekend. We're going to record the NASCAR gambling podcast later. Um Got some F1s back this week, so got that. Working on fantasy football, so all over the place. I went 4-0 in my USFL picks, if you want to follow, you know. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of everything, but, yeah, on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. 
Alrighty, and of course you can follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the SGPN Fantasy World on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Subscribe to this show on the uh, app, on the SGPN app, or anywhere where you find your favorite podcasts. We'll be back on Tuesday with more of the USFL recap and fantasy show. Uh, hopefully you have a very profitable weekend hopefully you win some money hopefully you win your matchups and hopefully we uh, helped you do that keep an eye there's a practice report up right now usfl injury report sebastian Ferron's back with that uh so much stuff going on in the sgp insight right now for uh usfl fantasy football so keep your eyes peeled for that for cody i'm rod this is the sgp and fantasy football podcast thanks for listening and as always let it ride